Welcome to Talking NASCAR with Big Team Tiny, America's favorite NASCAR podcast by NASCAR fans for NASCAR fans. Take it away, boys. All right, race fans, welcome back to another exciting episode of Talking NASCAR with Big Tay and Tiny Tay. It's uh, been quite a little bit as our schedule's been kind of hectic over the past couple weeks, but uh, I am dang happy to get back in the saddle and get talking about NASCAR. We're back. Long overdue uh, due to our schedule, but glad to be back glad to be getting out some nascar news to you loyal pit crew members so a lot to go over in this episode that's right we do got a lot to talk about and as well uh, just as well we've got uh, quite a bit to look ahead to on the uh, upcoming nascar schedule so what do you say we drop that green flag and get going Alright, race fans, well, like I said, we're back in the saddle here, talking NASCAR with you. I've got uh, my brother and co-host Tiny Tay also joining me, and well, before we get into things here, Tiny, why don't you remind our race fans out there of how they can get a hold of us. Yeah, all you loyal fans and listeners can reach us on Facebook, um, that's Talking NASCAR with Burn and Big Tay, at NASCAR Talking. You can reach us on Twitter, at NASCAR Talking. Or on Instagram, at Talkin' NASCAR. And make sure you type in Talkin' without a G. That's right. Real easy to get a hold of us. We'll be active on our social media pages here during the rest of the season, especially on race day. Uh, of course, that's the best and easiest way to join in on our on our uh, weekly fantasy game as we go through the season. But uh, why don't we uh, get, uh, get going here talking about the... Uh, past couple races and what we've got to look ahead to as i said uh this is kind of a exciting portion uh in my mind of the schedule uh, as we enter the uh the summer months here of the schedule and you know we've got the uh, coca-cola 600 coming up with of course the uh the memorial day weekend race and uh you know this is the time of season where we start to see drivers make their moves as we get closer to the playoffs obviously we had the instance last year of Kyle Larson heating up and uh, you know getting finding success on uh, uh, during the schedule last year on his way to the championship. But uh, this time also always reminds me of uh, Tony Stewart when he would uh, back in the day when he'd be heating up uh, during these these summer races. Yeah, of course uh, the weather is going to be nicer. Uh, this is when drivers start to to pick up some more momentum and and, and get hot, just like the weather. So. Um, we'll see who's going to catch wind and, and see who can run with it this season. Well, let's get caught up on some of the races that we uh, weren't able to uh, talk about here in the past. Uh, what do you say, Tiny? We'll start us off with the uh, Geico 500 at Talladega. Yeah, so Talladega, everything you expected from a, uh, a restrictor plate race. ton of excitement, uh, lots of drafting, and, and waiting for the big one. But um, yep. Why yep. don't I just go over uh, the results here uh, for this race? So first place, we had uh, another repeat winner um, with Ross Chastain and his watermelon celebration. Uh, second place, watermelon man. Second place was a, a solid showing from Austin Dillon. Third place was Kyle Busch. Fourth place was Kyle Larson. Fifth place, Martin Truex. Sixth place, uh, Eric Jones. 
Seventh place, Chase Elliott. Eighth place, former Daytona winner, uh, Michael McDowell. Ninth place, Alex Bowman. And finishing off the top ten was Kevin Harvick. Yeah, let's talk about that finisher real quick, Tiny, at uh, Talladega. And it, it didn't disappoint. It was kind of the uh, running off the, the uh, momentum that the, these new cars had at Daytona. And I think this was everything that you wanted to get from a super speedway race. Yeah, and I felt like um, the winner, Ross Chastain, I mean, he... I think he played that like he wanted to play it. Um, he was just in the right position at the right time. Um, yeah, yep. You look at guys like Eric Jones. Uh, he's he's a guy that I'm going to start to keep an eye on on these super speedways. Um, very strong at Talladega, Daytona. Um, but, yeah, he had a strong race up until the end there. What, what did you think yeah, about that, that tough, finish for him? Tough luck. Definitely tough luck for him. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, and this was mentioned during the broadcast. If the start finish line were as it, at the same place where it was Daytona, he'd be the winner. But Talladega being Talladega, that's not the case, and he had to try to defend uh, all the way down to the start finish. But uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, he's trying to uh, put the blocks there on Kyle Larson late, and uh, as I said, uh, Chastain being uh, at the right right place, right time there. Uh, came came away with the victory. Yeah, and it was exciting race uh, down to the wire there. Um, yeah, it doesn't get much better than that. Tough tough luck also for the uh, 23-11 teams there too. Uh, you had Bubba Wallace and Kurt Busch both running strong all day and uh, unfortunately got caught up racing there for the win on the last lap and got caught up on the wreck. But uh, again, uh, that, those, two, those two cars and that team really uh, definitely – a strong contender here, especially on the super speedway tracks. Yeah, and and I mean twenty three eleven, as we know, is pretty strong at those tracks. So tough, tough break for them, especially that week. All right. Well, then after Talladega, we had the Duramax Dryden four hundred at the Dover Speedway, and uh, unfortunately, not too much uh, in the way of excitement uh, from this one. Uh, wouldn't you say they're tiny? Uh, yeah, I, I'd have to agree. Pretty dull, um, but nonetheless, uh, it was a very strong showing for, once again, uh, Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, we talked about it last episode where uh, they finished P1 through P4 last year, and not surprising to see them come out on top for this race as well. Yeah, that's right. Uh well, uh, why don't you, uh, before we get in there too deep here, Tiny, why don't you uh, hit us with the uh, results there from the uh, from the Dover race? Yeah, so picking up his first win of the season, uh, Chase Elliott. Uh, second place, a uh, very strong showing for Ricky Stenhouse. Third place, uh, Ross Chastain. Fourth place, Christopher Bell. Rounding out the top five was Alex Bowman. Yeah, as you mentioned, they went back to the track where Hendrick Motorsports had that uh, notable success last year. Uh, but uh, also I saw, saw some strong runs from other guys in the field like like Kurt, uh, not Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Kyle Busch. And as we mentioned, Ross Chastain, hearing his name again uh, near the top, uh, really you know, coming into his own here. <laughs> yeah, at this and, point, it's not really surprising to see him top five or top ten. He is really uh, taking his 
driving to the next level, that's for sure. Yep, without a doubt. And uh, one other thing to uh, kind of touch on here from the uh, from the Dover race was the well, we had again the instance, and we've we've seen this uh, in in previous races of the loose wheel and the penalties coming to bite some teams, but this time uh, a pretty big name uh, running into those issues, and that being Denny Hamlin having some uh, having a, a, a wheel come loose uh, after a pit stop there. Really big hit to him is in his team, and of course the uh, mandatory penalties that uh, have, have have followed uh, since then. I think the struggle still continues for him in the season. Um, yeah, his pit crew members being suspended. Uh, we'll see if he could bounce back from that in the in the upcoming races. Yeah, as we, as I mentioned before, definitely going to be a a tough uh, tough road ahead losing the crew chief and and crew members there too. So. Uh, we'll definitely have to be keeping an eye on that with, uh, with Denny Hamlin and the uh, FedEx team as the season progresses. Yeah, I, I, f- I feel like a lot of teams or a lot of fans were thinking he would be on this championship run, but nonetheless, he's he's got one win on the season, so he's still in the contention for playoffs at least, uh, but he just needs to bring it all together. Uh, and find a little bit of consistency. Yep, that's right. And you know, definitely not going to be the last time we'd be going to be talking about Denny Hamlin here uh, anytime soon. So, all right. Uh, well, that uh, as we mentioned, Dover really wasn't too much, uh, too much to speak of. Uh, obviously, we had Chase Elliott with the winner, um, but uh, with the next race, uh, and this was this was a, a really entertaining one to watch. Uh, both visually and with the on-track action, was with the Goodyear 400 at Darlington uh, Speedway. And uh, this, obviously, is a uh, historic track, and NASCAR, once again, uh, you know, had this as their throwback weekend. So lots of solid uh, retro paint scheme, so to speak. Uh, you know, yeah. You had... Uh, you had Denny Hamlin have a pretty well, uh, kind of a throwback to early in his career. But uh, were there any uh, paint schemes out there, Tiny, that uh, kind of caught your eye? Um, yeah, I liked uh, the Harrison Burton uh, throwing oh, it back to cool. his dad, yeah. and and, and yeah. uh, you know when his dad drove the '99, that looked awesome. I mean, that was that was a very a very yeah that's exactly. more very of my era, like. <laughs> Early two thousands. That's that's the kind of car that I liked yeah. watching, and for him, I mean, it, this it was it was perfect for that scheme with him. Yeah, obviously in the Cup Series now and at Darlington, where uh, his his dad Jeff Burton all has uh, you know obviously had some success in the past too. So that was definitely definitely cool to see. Yeah, that was one of my favorite ones uh, for the weekend. So, what about you, Big Tay? Any paint schemes that that stuck out to you? Uh, well, I think the winners of the weekend for the paint scheme, hands down, had to be Trackhouse Racing and the Coca-Cola-themed cars, the throwbacks to the Dale Senior, Dale Junior, yeah. uh, Japan race paint schemes. Uh, those those were those were spot on. Let me tell you, and it was it was it was so cool to see that those colors and those uh, you know that paint scheme back on track again. Yeah, I think Trackhouse is is killing it this whole season because no one really expected it everyone's now looking at track house so kudos to them um and especially with their drivers uh finishing so well this season so um hopefully they can continue uh to see some success before we go on tiny i gotta throw a caution flag out there real quick so 
Burn, put out the yellow. Put it out. Oh, no. Caution, caution. Yellow's out. Yellow's out. All right, well, I'm putting out this caution flag on the, uh, well, someone might call her the Wicked Witch of the South, but that is the uh, owner of the former DEI uh, entity in uh, Teresa Earnhardt, where uh, I think it was, it was pretty uh, pretty well documented on uh, on social medias where the Trackhouse team had to make a slight correction to the to the font of their number. Uh, that number one car, oh, as uh, obviously as we mentioned with the Coca-Cola uh, throwback schemes, you know, and the former number one uh, trademark, I guess if you will, uh, kind of belonged to DEI. So kudos to the Trackhouse team on on making the you know necessary adjustments. But uh, big yellow flag there on yeah, on Teresa Earnhardt. Tough and, look. And the, tough uh, look on them. Yeah, yeah. But uh, nonetheless, it, it didn't take away f- overall from the scheme. But uh, it would it would have just been a nice little little touch to have that same same type of font going there with the uh, the the black Coca Cola number one car. Well, going back to this race, um, I think the end of this race w- it's going to be long talked about at least for for the rest of this season. Uh, what happened here towards <laughs> the end of the race, Big Tay? One of your favorite drivers, I know, included. Oh, absolutely. They an, an absolute favorite of the show, might I add. Uh, Joey Logano uh, ended up, uh, well, basically he ended up getting the win, but uh, in a little controversial fashion there with uh, two laps to go, uh, basically ran over William Byron. <laughs> uh using the using the good old chrome horn there and and moved him out of the way to get his uh get his win on the season here and and uh yeah it's uh almost uh, it's it's not it's it's not unexpected by uh by, by from Joey Logano at this right. point right i i i know it kind of sounds like a broken record for all you listeners but um that's Joey Logano i i feel like that's how he's always been racing <laughs> and and we've talked about it this whole season, not just at the short tracks, but uh, other tracks as well. You know, Rubin's a part of racing, I feel like, but there comes, there's a fine line, uh, especially when you, you know, take out a driver like he did. Yeah, um, that's true. I, I might I mean, be biased because I don't like him <laughs> as much, but... Um, there could have been another way to do it. I I feel like. Well, I mean, my my whole thing with his uh, comments after the race was that, uh, you know, he, he had said that uh, William, you know, that Byron basically put him into the wall. But if you look at the replay, he he, I mean, he didn't he didn't. It's not like he turned right into him and forced him into the wall. It was it was tight racing, at Darlington, yeah. and you're gonna have contact yeah. regardless, and. That was one thing, but the, just the way that uh, Logano pretty much, you know, ran him down, ran through him, and moved, moved, you know, hit him square in the bumper to move him out of the way. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah. And I and I understand he he not unexpected. He was going for again. again he's going for also his first win of the season, um, but uh, I I think he could have done it a little bit better. Yeah. Logano certainly has not uh he's not earning any more points from uh either one of our hosts here on the show but uh you know I'll, I'll say this it's it's given us a little bit more storylines and things to watch out in the future you know perhaps we've got uh uh the makings of a a rivalry here uh between Logano and Byron yeah. as uh you know the season is 
Well, it's just about halfway over. We still got another half of the regular season to go, yep. plus the playoffs. So yep. it's gonna be if this if this carries on, I think it's gonna be fun to watch yep. without a doubt. So well, let me go ahead and finish off the the top ten for the Goodyear four hundred at uh, Darlington. Uh, again, the winner of this race was Joey Logano. Second place finish uh, was Tyler Riddick. Third place, uh, good showing by Justin Haley. Fourth place. Kevin Harvick, and fifth place uh, was Chase Elliott, even after, um, you know, he, he crashed his primary car and went to a backup, uh, a solid finish. Good showing by him. Yeah. Yep, good showing, fifth. bounce back by, by by the Napa team there. Yep. So, uh, any other notes from the from the Darlington race? Uh, from the race itself, I uh, just wanted to touch real quick here before we move on to Kansas, but uh, I thought the racing there was was great you know you have again a historic venue as 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 darlington and you know nascar i think they the the racing action was was exactly what you wanted um now this i'm i'm trying to contrast this into another motorsport event on that same weekend which was the f1 race down in miami uh outside uh basically the parking lot of uh the hard rock stadium there down in miami and you know the F1 is its own little circus, and I think everything was, uh, you know, and deservedly so. You know, the the F1 trying to break into the North American market here like that, but uh, the the racing action that and all the build up on that was very disappointing. But uh, after watching that, it was it was really great to see the quality of entertainment on track for that uh, the NASCAR Cup cars put on. So. Uh, yeah, I think we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about a little bit more about this uh, the F one incursion into, uh, uh, I guess, competing here with uh, NASCAR at this uh, around the same time. But um, yeah, that was just kind of my my little parting thought there on, on Darlington that uh, yeah didn't disappoint again. Well said. Well said. <laughs> All right, what do you say we move on to Kansas here, the uh, last points paying race here that uh, will. Uh, kind of go into depth here. So we had the Advent Health 400 at Kansas Speedway, and uh, this is always a uh, not not really a sore uh, topic, but it always it always reminds me of Chicagoland, kind of being the the sister track that uh, Kansas and Chicago yep. were to each other. R.I.P. Chicagoland. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. But uh, again, great racing action. Uh, Really entertaining race, uh, you know, uh, and much like uh, Chicago races in, in of of yesterday, uh, it had a really good good race to the finish there. Yeah, I thought it was a good weekend. Uh, I, I I like watching those short tracks like that, and uh, you know it didn't really disappoint for me. So uh, I thought it was exciting to watch compared to you know the the Dover race. You know, it was, it was interesting also that uh, leading into this race, uh, obviously with L- Joey Logano being the previous week's winner, uh, he was asked about his uh, his race, his uh, actions there at the end, and uh, I found it interesting that uh, he's he's not really backing down, which I wouldn't expect him to, but uh, he's gonna keep swinging. And uh, <laughs> as we mentioned, I think we're we're in for a show here between. Joey Logano and William Byron here yeah, going down. At least he he's sticking by his actions and and he's you know you know sticking to his guts and and 
you know, he he knows what to expect. Frankly, I want to keep I want to I want to keep seeing him swing, and I want to I want to see William Byron swing back, well, <laughs> both in the car and maybe even outside of the car. But we this is. This is something the sport needs. We need more of this. Right. You know, hearkening back to uh, the good old days that we were used to, right? Right. Uh, all right. Well, Kansas, why don't we uh, get into Kansas then? Uh, Tiny, why don't you, uh, well, hit us up with uh, our, uh, we'll start, yeah, let's start off with uh, some of the results that, uh, from the Kansas race. Yeah, uh, so we had another first-time winner for the season. Kurt Busch, he put Toyota back up uh, uh, up front there with this win. Um and he got uh, Jordan his his second NASCAR Cup win uh, at Kansas. So very good showing for him. Uh, he beats out second place Kyle Larson, uh, third place Kyle Busch, fourth place Denny Hamlin, and fifth place Christopher Bell. Man, look at the, look if looking at those top five. I mean, it's all Toyota minus uh, Kurt Busch there and. Really, really great, strong running by by JGR. Uh, I mean, you, you even had Martin Truex Jr. Uh, who finished sixth too. So uh, it was it was uh, it was a Kyle and Kyle and Kurt Busch show <laughs> from from Kansas here. Uh, again, hearkening back to the uh, was it the eighteen uh, race uh, with uh, Kyle Busch and Kyle Larson at uh, Chicagoland, but. Uh, Ah, it was uh, and what? Well, what about the uh, the paint scheme there for Kurt Busch? With as you mentioned, uh, yeah, I loved it. Oh, what did you yeah. think about it? First off, seeing seeing the Jord- the Jumpman logo on the hood of a NASC- of a NASCAR Cup car, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean that logo is <laughs> you know? iconic, and uh, yeah, every, everyone absolutely. knows what that logo is. So. Yeah, I mean you're you're bridging different uh, genres here, but uh, the paint scheme, you know, done up to with the uh, I believe it's the uh, the elephant print uh, along the along the core panels. I mean, looking like the sneaker, it was it was a great touch. And as as Kurt Busch also mentioned, uh, with having that on the on the hood of the car, he felt like he had to perform, and he sure yeah. Did. What a better time to win. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, you've got you've got Jumpman on the on the on the hood. Uh, you had to you had to you had to perform like like MJ, right? So, right. Uh, it was really great seeing him. Pretty much, you know, really strong throughout the whole day, and uh, especially for considering the 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 his previous performances from the from the prior weeks there. Yep. You know, he had a couple crashes uh, at uh, at. Dover and Darlington as well, and and at Talladega, and uh, what better way to bounce back than you know getting back, uh, back to winning as as they say, uh, winning heals all wounds. There so you go. I'm sure, uh, sure it was feeling good for him and his team there. Well, a, a couple other notes that I, I want to touch on. Uh, this race had had a lot of flat tires or, or tire issues, uh, which is surprising this year to see. Uh, Especially with the with the next gen cars, uh, guys like Truex and Elliott had some problems early on, but um, we'll see if that continues to be an issue for the rest of the season. Yeah, it's really uh, starting to become a uh, issue here. I think with a lot of teams getting these these tire issues, uh, loose happening. wheels or yeah, flat tires. I mean, yeah, it's, not it's... only that, but uh, exactly, you know, something's going on. Maybe. Uh, and and again, it's it's a new size and type of wheel and, and tire, so maybe it's uh, growing pains, if you will. But uh, here's hoping that uh, Goodyear kind of gets things figured out uh, as we go into the season, and especially coming into the playoffs. But uh, 
uh, I, I also found it, it was kind of funny that uh, Chase Elliott uh, during this race had a flat tire and couldn't he got stuck in the grass and as as it turns out the uh the tow truck that had come to pull him out also got stuck in the grass so classic pretty That's hilarious classic. pretty hilarious and yeah it, it and and fitting <laughs> uh no surprise that Chase Elliott was none too pleased from his in-car audio uh of that incident but uh uh as you said I think that's that's going to be one of the classic uh images here uh, for the from for the season this year right all right well then after the kansas race we came into the exhibition non-points race non-points paying race uh the all-star uh race at texas more speedway so uh really unique format to uh to the qualifying and really setting well the, the whole race to tell you the truth from from top to bottom so uh you had the you had the All Star Open, uh, open to you know all all the previous uh, non winners uh, in the series, uh, and uh, well, my big takeaway from this was uh, the involvement of the pit crews in the uh, All Star race, which uh, uh, they they factored very heavily for the for the drivers, and especially with the qualifying and. Um, you know how the, how the field was set. So yeah, I thought that was uh, a good touch. I, I, f- I feel like there's there's no better way to get teams involved, other than the drivers. Uh, you get the pit crew involved as well, and, and you know, and make it more of a team thing, uh, more than anything. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely showcase the the skill set and athleticism of the pit crews, and uh, definitely gave them you know incentive and reward for for performing there. Uh, to me, it also kind of harkened back to the to the old days where uh, the teams had the uh, pit stop competitions, you know, back during the the All Star races uh, back in Charlotte. So, uh, as you know, like you said, I I liked it as well. I thought it that it added a a different type of flair and uh, you know just a just another highlight again, as you said, to uh, uh, showcase the, the the team effort in 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 the races. Yeah. Anyways, nonetheless, let's. Uh, I'll I'll get down to the thick of things. I'll, I'll give you the top five. How about that? Sounds good, Tiny. Hit us. All up. right. So our eventual winner was Ryan Blaney. Um, we'll go over some of the controversy that kind of hit uh, towards the end of the race there. Uh, but second place, uh, Denny Hamlin. Third place, Austin Cindric. Fourth place, Joey Logano. And fifth place, Daniel Suarez. Um. So what sort of happened there at the end of the race? Uh, as I mentioned, there, big day. Well, I gotta mention. I, I gotta. I gotta say, as as I was watching this, right there at the end, NASCAR just kind of really, really messed things up there towards the end. Uh, what what happened was uh, well, let me start off by saying the 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 rule. I guess you can say for the for the race and again this is an exhibition race but uh there was a different set of rules uh being put in place for that but uh the race uh was not the race could not finish under caution uh at all it had to finish under green flag so uh but in essence i mean the the whole night was dominated by by ryan blaney uh and as he came back around to take the checkered flag and and we're talking you know matter of of 10 20 feet feet yeah so 
feat of, of getting crossing the line. Uh, NASCAR had, for some unexplained reason, thrown the yellow flag out for a car that was in the wall that was, emphasis on was, was in, in the wall on the backstretch, but in, would be inconsequential to, to Blaney or to any other car, really. Uh, and, and if this were a regular race, most likely would not have seen the caution thrown. But nonetheless, the caution was out, and Blaney was not the winner as of yet. And it was interesting is as he, you know, as he took the checkered flag or what he thought was a checkered flag, you know, started to take his window net down in celebration. But then NASCAR in their wise wisdom, I guess you can say, uh, extended the race basically because as, as they had stated, the rules uh, in the rules that uh, the race cannot end under caution. Yeah. It, so it, that was it kind of uh, yeah. it kind of seemed like NASCAR didn't want Ryan Blaney to win in some sort of fashion, but uh, yeah, there's, they have to do something about that because uh, it, he's feet within the, the finish line. Uh, that's something I don't get. Uh, they, yeah. they have to look at something like that. I'm going to give the analogy like hockey. Um, you know, the refs won't make a penalty call unless it gives, you know, it gives the other team an advantage. I don't think it would have made a difference with him, with Ryan Blaney being feet away from the the finish line um so there was no need to throw that uh that caution so um very controversial but uh nonetheless he ended up on top um and i'm sure he's happy to come out with that big purse it 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 just turned that ending into an even more larger of a circus i think because yeah as, as you mentioned you know they had to race to the end but uh uh, and I also uh, noted that you know he took his start take his window net down, but obviously it's it's in the rules that uh, you know the driver has to have a window net up. But uh, it was it was kind of hilarious, but not seeing Ryan Blaney trying to put the window net himself uh, from inside the car <laughs> while driving at uh, you know caution speed, and and as as it was mentioned on the broadcast, there was no way that he's gonna get that up. Yeah, from inside the car right. in that position. Right. Yeah. You know, no, normally, that's being put on by a crew member as the cars are on pit road, and as I think Larry Mack had stated on the broadcast, that it takes a really strong guy to uh, get that thing latched into position there, because because of how you know how tight it needs to yeah. be. But uh, uh, I, you know, if 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 Ryan Blady had not won, I think there would have been a a larger ruckus, uh, and you know, I we were in, you know, our hands would have been up in the air more about it. But keep in mind, uh, I, I think the Ryan president of the Ryan Blaney fan club would be the most upset. But um, <laughs> very, yeah. Well, overall, what did you think about the the All Star race being at Texas? You know, overall, I I didn't mind it. You know, I think it was it was good. Uh, I think they do need to play with the formatting and and uh, obviously the rules as we've as we've uh, seen uh, from from this year's iteration. But uh, you know, I I was I I did kind of grow tired of the All Star race being in Charlotte for so long. Yeah. I mean that, that kind of grew stagnant, but it's it's good to see that it. Has moved moved to a different track. 
Is it is it something uh, you think they should continue to do at Texas or go to other tracks? What what are your thoughts on that? I I think Texas is all right maybe for another couple of years. Um, yeah. Again, if they if they kind of tweak with the rules, because the racing action wasn't bad. It was it was it was really good actually. I thought. But uh, I'd like to go and see something along the lines of what was conceptually beforehand, uh, where the, the Ulster race would kind of move around from track to track. Yep. So uh, maybe, like I said, maybe a couple more years here at Texas, then... I'd like uh, to see it at Bristol. That, that'd be my... Uh, now, that's something that would I'd be love awesome. to see. But I think that, yeah, seeing that back at Bristol, I think, you know, we had the... The uh, during the pandemic uh, season, there was that you know it was, it was during it, that time at Bristol, and I think uh, certainly seeing that back there and tweaking the rules again, I think they they would have a real winner, <laughs> right, on their hands. So well, all right, why don't all we right. just get into uh, some of the NASCAR news that that has hit us over the past couple of weeks? Yeah, let's get right into it here. Uh, I know, it's, as we mentioned before, it's been uh, quite a little bit since we uh, last spoke about some uh, some of the goings-on of uh, the NASCAR world, but um, one thing that uh, kind of has happened, uh, and this was stemming from uh, from the from the Talladega race, was uh, Denny Hamlin uh, being ordered uh, sensitivity training following his, uh, his tweet that he put out on social media. Uh, that some would uh, certainly find uh, inappropriate and offensive, but uh, uh, certainly no new newsworthy there that uh, Denny Hamlin also deleted his tweet uh, of the uh, the Family Guy clip of the uh, Asian female driver. <laughs> so yeah, uh, uh, I mean, I could see it. The the culture today and the the way society is, um, and. And with these drivers being, you know, as popular as they are, uh, they really have to watch what they put out there. And um, he had to go uh, under sensitivity training uh, ordered by NASCAR. So, uh, which was which is good to see. I mean, I'm I'm glad to see that NASCAR kind of stepped in and uh, you know was, was trying to get ahead. You know, before this builds to any. But uh, I mean, I don't I don't. I don't see any, uh, you know, hatred or, or racist uh, intent, if you will, from right. from Denny Hamlin. It was it was it was all in the uh, you know look at again looking at the humor of things, not getting too serious. But uh, in retrospect, obviously, yes, it, it it can be definitely be seen as as inappropriate and, and offensive. And um, again, I mean, hey, you're 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 coming from a couple uh, Asian NASCAR fans here too, and you know it's. <laughs> <laughs> definitely you know not appropriate uh, some humor in there yes but uh i mean when when you're when you're denny hamlin and you you know a, a driver of his stature and caliber you, you you definitely do gotta watch what you're saying especially these days yeah all right and uh some other uh figures here i got uh from as far as uh news uh, uh from the nascar world uh mentioned the f1 race going on at the same time as the darlington race uh but um, if I found it uh, some interesting figures here on the on the viewership and uh, these figures via Adam Stern uh, on Twitter, um, but during that weekend NASCAR earned a 1.45 rating with uh, 2.614 million viewers, and the F1 race drew in a 1.08 rating 
with a number of 2.066 million viewers. But what I found pretty interesting, more interesting than those numbers was the the 18 to 49 year old uh, demographic where NASCAR pulled in 517,000 viewers versus F1 in that same demographic of the 18 to 49 year olds pulling in a 735,000 uh, viewer numbers there. So what's what's striking there is, is again, uh, the, uh, the, the age demographic. Obviously, I think F1 is winning the... Winning that game uh, in uh, drawing new viewership, uh, in large part to their uh, Netflix series. Their you know their oh yeah their, that's a great uh, Netflix series. Yep, it is it is, and it's it's definitely bringing in uh, a lot more of those you know people who weren't or aren't familiar with uh, motorsport, uh, kind of building the drama that way. But uh, it it also to me it's it's showing how NASCAR the direction NASCAR needs to go if they want to grow this sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, uh, uh, you know, you, you're, you're, the the older demographic and, and viewers, they're definitely there, without a doubt, as you're seeing from the numbers. But to grow the sport, you got you to gotta hit where it's, where, where you're, you know, the numbers are. And obviously, as I mentioned, those numbers are in that, the younger, younger generation there. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of documentaries, uh, Cal Bush has got a documentary, doesn't he? Yeah, he's got one coming out. Uh, I, I saw it on the interwebs there. Uh, and it's definitely something that uh, I'm going to be wanting to uh, check out here. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Bush is one of the more interesting drivers uh, for the Cup Series. Um, yeah, because he's he's been through almost everything, right? Uh, he's He's gotten his wins. He's got his ups and downs. Um and like you said, you talked about the uh, F1 documentary on Netflix. I think uh, if there was a documentary following Kyle Busch, I think this would draw in uh, a new new viewership, especially for the newer uh, generations, uh, because he he's an interesting guy to follow. He is. I mean, he's a he's a champion, two time champion in the sport. Uh, a lot of people don't know uh, kind of how he how he got uh, you know. Brought into the sport and uh, getting his start also with with Hendrick Motorsports and then moving to Joe you know JGR uh, definitely uh, interesting you know he, he could really write a book about his yeah. uh, his career. I mean, if you go to a uh, track, uh, a lot of people boo him, a lot of people cheer him. So um, you know he, he's and believe me, I, early on, early on, I was it. absolutely one of the guys. I was absolutely one of the the guys that would boo him without a doubt. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, I think as as he's gotten as he's progressed in his career, uh, he's definitely uh, earned my respect and admiration as a as a race fan, without a doubt. So uh, the name of the documentary is is Rowdy, uh, fitting <laughs> given his nickname. But uh, I think I believe it uh, it premieres later this summer uh, in June. I think during the uh, the Nashville race. So. Definitely uh, keep an eye out for that, and uh, I, I'm I'm definitely gonna have that on my watch list. All right, Tiny. Uh, any other news or NASCAR happenings uh, that maybe have caught your eye? Uh, I got William Byron. He he extends his uh, he's got a three year extension uh, yeah, with Hendrick right. Motorsports through, through 2025, and that just kind of solidifies how well of a team uh, Hendrick is putting forward. Um, he's got two past champions. He's got Alex Bowman, who's got, you know, one of the most wins, uh, in the cup series 
and William Byron, um, also another strong driver. So, again, solidifying um, sort of how well this team is. So, Hendrick Motorsports, bright future in the next coming years. Locking them up. Like I said, I've said it before in the past many times, you know, Hendrick is, is going to be the, the Yankees of, of NASCAR. And I've also mentioned before, William Byron is definitely a guy to look out for. You know, he's, he's and, and I think Hendrick, uh, Hendrick is doing the right thing here and locking him up for, for the next couple of years as I think he's definitely going to bring more success to the team as, as we've seen already this, uh, this season. So definitely more good things to come from him and that team. Right. All right. Well, in other news, uh, the NASCAR Hall of Fame class was also announced uh, earlier earlier this year, a couple weeks ago. It was announced the uh, eligible drivers and uh, other individuals who have been uh, uh, who are eligible for the for the twenty twenty three class, but. Uh, uh, right off the bat, I think uh, a familiar name to both of us uh, made the made the made the class and uh, is is great to see. But uh, the pride and joy of uh, Cambridge, Wisconsin, Matt Kenseth uh, is I think that the headliner of the of the uh, incoming Hall of Fame class, and I I I think it's fitting that he enters right after uh, uh, his peer uh, Dale Jr. goes into the to the Hall of Fame the year before. Yeah, and from what I heard, Matt Kenseth, uh, just a classy guy. Uh, and, and we heard a little bit from him when he was up in the broadcast booth. Uh, but, you know, so a, a guy that I liked watching uh, in the early 2000s. Um, and, you know, he, he was so good at it. And, you know, he's he's pretty local to us, right? He's from Wisconsin. Yeah, it's, it's it was great to see a... A local, guy, you know, it's time to say a local guy to us here, a Midwest, Midwest type driver, yeah. <laughs> you know, Midwest guy make it uh, at the top level of the sport, uh, and it was, it was really good to really easy guy to cheer for, as you mentioned. You know, Class Act, I think, is he was uh, re- well respected by all of his peers. Uh, maybe not Joey Logano, but uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, uh, but some of the highlights uh, of his career include uh, he was a 2003 champion. Uh, he won 39 races in the Cup Series, and um, he had two Daytona 500s, um, and he drove for uh, three different teams: as Roush, Joe Gibbs, and Chip Ganassi. Yeah, certainly look forward to get uh, looking forward to Kenneth being enshrined in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, congratulations to him again. Uh, also, a little fun fact about Matt Kenneth: also a Big Metallica fan, so uh, it's it's always uh, from from one metalhead to another. It's always see it's always great seeing uh, another metalhead uh, have some uh, success there. So, <laughs> yeah. All right, Tiny. Well, uh, there were some other inductees into the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Uh, why don't you uh, list off the uh, two other uh, inductees? Yeah. So the, the other uh, twenty twenty three Hall of Fame inductees include Herschel McGriff and. Uh, Kirk Shelmerdine. Kirk Shelmerdine. Yep. Kirk Shelmerdine. So uh, some of the highlights for Herschel McGriff uh, were, you know, he ran, he ran his first cup race in 1950 at the age of 22, and <laughs> he was still racing by the age of 90. 
Yeah, just think about that. <laughs> racing at 90 years old, and he was racing in the ARCA series. Uh, but over his career, he had 85 Cup Series races uh, over 28 seasons. He won four races. Uh, he ended up being the 1986 NASCAR West Championship winner. And uh, in 1998, he was selected as NASCAR's 50th, 50 greatest drivers. I, I certainly love hearing uh, these old-time racers, uh, may, you know, get 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 honored and uh, you know the the accolades that they deserve. Uh, I can't even imagine I mean, getting tr- in a car at the age of 90. I I don't know how. Yeah, he did exactly. It, but exactly. We'll, we'll I have mean, to find uh, out his secret. Also, looking at at this year's uh, uh, past inductees with uh, uh, Red Farmer, I mean, uh, you know, another legend in his own right. Also, still racing too. So, uh, it's great. Uh, it's 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 great seeing the the history uh, and the you know these early pioneers uh, get uh, recognized and enshrined in the NASCAR Hall. Also, uh, and you also mentioned Kirk Shelmerdine, uh, another. Uh, well, he he was a uh, uh, he was a crew chief for Dale Earnhardt, uh, so yeah, you know in my fandom of Dale Senior, uh, kind of got to got to uh, encounter a little bit of his of his career there with uh, RCR there, um, but he uh, definitely also deserving. I mean, without without Kirk Shelmerdine as a crew chief, you know, Dale Earnhardt probably has a hard time winning those championships for sure. Yeah. So, uh, you know, he, as I mentioned, he, he won four championships as crew chief for, for Dale Sr. And uh, his one teams from, his teams have won 46 cup races and 15 poles. So definitely an accomplished uh, individual in the, uh, in, in the garage. And it's, it's uh, again, uh, congratulations to him and Herschel McGriff as well on, on making this year's class for, the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Big Tay? Are you gonna make it down for that uh, induction next year? Uh, it's it's definitely tempting. I mean, I def I would definitely go to the Hall of Fame induction ceremony for for Matt Kenseth. So we'll have to see how things play out. But uh, as I mentioned, the, the Hall of Fame weekend in NASCAR is, is definitely a must do for for any NASCAR fan. So all right, moving on. Well, what what do you think, Big Tay? Why don't we just get into uh, some of the previews of the next coming races. I'm all for it, Tiny. As you mentioned, I think this is a exciting part of the schedule coming up. So uh, next week we've got the legendary race of the Coca-Cola 600, the endurance race on the season. Uh, and then last year, uh, I think this was pretty much a start to uh, Kyle Larson's run here towards a, towards a championship. But... Uh, why don't you, uh, why don't you, Tiny? Why don't you run us through some of the uh, the results from last year's Coca Cola Six Hundred? Yeah, so uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, which is a, a mile and a half uh, a track, um, the winner of last year's race was Kyle Larson, uh, followed by Chase Elliott, third place Kyle Busch, fourth place William Byron, and fifth place uh, was Alex Bowman. Um, a lot of Hendrick Motorsports yeah, that, cars right there. Yeah, that's what I was going to get to. Uh, I'm sure the Hendrick Motorsports uh, uh, headquarters is not too far from there. Uh, but 
Yes, uh, might be a driver I might have to keep an eye on this year. Yeah, it's uh, going to be fun to watch, of course, uh, being the, the Coke 600. So, yeah, uh, just a note about the Coke 600. Uh, you know, that was that was one of those races where Tony Stewart would do double duty. Uh, it's it, it's tough. The good old it's, days. It's the good old days. It's tough, especially with uh, you know the Indy 500 coming up and and running the 600 like that. So. Um, speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, do want to mention uh, Jimmy Johnson also run. I mean, he's not doing the double, but uh, he will be running his first Indianapolis 500 this this year. So I will be cheering for him, and I think I believe he qualified 12th. So uh, definitely not do not count Jimmy Johnson out, especially on a on an oval track and. At Indy, yeah, so, I wonder what the odds uh, are for that one for for Jimmy Johnson to win the Indy 500. We'll have to take a look into that. We'll have to take a look at that. Keep you know maybe we'll keep it on our socials. We'll we'll, we'll share that. As uh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling lucky here, and I might be uh, leaning towards uh, Burns guy JJ here at Indy. I know Burns gonna be leaning towards that. <laughs> that's right. That's right. All right, what do we All got right, well, after the Coca Cola 600 Big Day? Well, after Charlotte, we've got a new track, a new venue, uh, at least for the Cup Series anyway, uh, and that is the Worldwide Technology Raceway, or formerly Gateway Motorsports Park. Um, but this is, uh, as you mentioned, a a new track on the schedule. It is a one and a quarter mile oval. Uh, think of it as a, in the shape of uh, Darlington, where you've got... Uh, uh, an oval with the, the, the opposite ends are of different uh, radius there. Uh, so you got one smaller turn uh, and then a larger, smaller turn at the other, a uh, larger turn on one end and a smaller turn at the other end. So uh, as I mentioned, first time for the Cup Series there, but this track has hosted uh, several other NASCAR races in the past uh, with the Xfinity and the Truck Series, uh, but also has hosted uh, the IndyCar series uh, many times in the past. So uh, no, obviously with it being new, a new race, no previous uh, results here to uh, uh, to recap. But uh, uh, anytime you got cars coming into a new track, I think it's going to be fun. As we've seen last year at Nashville, I th- uh, we can only hope that. Uh, Worldwide Technology Raceway uh, is also to provide, and they've they've been longing for a Cup Series schedule for quite a while. So yeah, it'd be interesting to see uh, to with with NASCAR uh, uh, having their first race there and, and seeing the next gen cars there. All right. Well, then after the race at Worldwide Technology Raceway, uh, again that's outside of St. Louis, uh, the Cup Series heads out west to a road course. Uh, familiar road course to uh, to the schedule, and they go out to Sonoma, uh, where of course uh, Kyle Larson uh, dominated that race uh, last year uh, with his strong showing, and as we mentioned, uh, just another notch on his belt towards the championship. But uh, Tyler, why don't you hit us up with some of the results there from uh, Sonoma? Yeah, so. Year. Like you said, Kyle Larson uh, picked up a win here. I, I felt like this is where he started to heat things up. Uh, so uh, he ended up leading 57 laps. Uh, he beat out his teammate Chase Elliott. Uh, third place was Martin Truex. And fourth place was Joey Logano. And fifth place was Kyle Busch. Uh, so Sonoma, uh, 
2.5 mile road course. Um, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't keep Chase Elliott out of the conversation, uh, Mr. Quote Unquote Road Course King. Um, he would need something. Uh, maybe maybe this road course can can kind of jumpstart his season a little bit and get some consistent. Well, if if uh, Coda was any indication, and and uh, you know with these cars in a road course, I think we're definitely in for an exciting race. Uh, absolutely looking forward to it, as you mentioned, uh, Chase Elliott. But uh, can't also count out the road course winner at uh, at Coda, at uh, Ross Chastain, and also the uh, another top three finisher with Alex Bowman. So. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch, without a doubt, I think. All right, and with that, uh, we can uh, give you a little update here on our fantasy game so far. Uh, what do you say, Tiny? We, uh, we take a little delve here into the uh, the standings of our of our game Yeah. Uh, for the season. Not so. too happy with this first half of the season, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, you've been uh, pretty pretty hurting there, there, Tiny, for the first half, but... Uh, uh, and Byrne, uh, on the other hand, on the opposite end of the spectrum, he's really come alive as of late, scoring some big points here. Uh, but right now, as the, uh, is again, well, this is through the uh, Kansas race, uh, which is the, the last points-paying race. Uh, Bernie is uh, surprisingly up atop at the point stand with 21 points. Uh, I am following closely with 16 and Tiny is coming up in third place there with 11 points from our selection of the season. But I do have a caveat to mention that uh, at the Texas All-Star Race, Tiny did pick Ryan Blaney. So Yeah, that's my you know, first winner of the, of the season. Uh, first winner of the season? Burn got right. hot there. Uh, he, got, he picked a couple winners there, so... It, you know, I mean, I just need a couple winners just to catch up to you guys. Yeah, That's I it. Yeah, I think you, in the, in the last, uh, what, five weeks, I think he, uh, what's it? Yeah, five weeks. Well, it's like I think two picked, or three uh, winners. Yeah, two or three winners and a, another top five finisher at, at Kansas. So, uh, but you've get, you're carrying some momentum here at Texas with your win. So, and, uh, you know, just, uh. I think uh, to add a little bit more mix into the season, we're gonna we'll go ahead and count your points there for All right. uh, the All Star race All as, right. as part of the regular season. So uh, that brings you into a tie, really, with me at sixteen points. So okay. Use some uh, of that anybody's moment. game, yeah, that's right. Anybody's game at this point. Uh, and again, as we've mentioned, it's real easy for you to join in on the fun. Uh, Tina, why don't you? Uh, Give a quick, uh, quick recap on how our 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 loyal pit crew out there can uh, join in on our, on our fantasy. Yeah, game. so uh, myself, Big Tay, and Burn will make one driver pick uh, for the for each week, um, and as long as that driver uh, finishes in the top five, we get points. All you have to do is pick one of us uh, to see who gets the most points for that week just pick who you think is going to do the best yeah. out of us three yeah that's tiny it. myself or Bert. that's it easy enough that's right and uh with that being said i know we've mentioned it in the past that we'll be giving our prizes but uh be sure to keep an eye out on our social media pages this week as uh we will be offering up a prize for you joining in this week and uh if uh who you pick uh out of us three, uh, is the winner of the week. Uh, we will send you a, a little fun little prize pack here from uh, 
from the show. Uh, you know, we got a, hey, we got our, our Facebook uh, biometric settlements here, so we got a little healthy bump up in the uh, in the in the budget for the show. Well, why don't we just get into it? Why don't we just throw it into throw us into the fire here? Let's make our picks, huh? All right, I'm all for it. Tiny, why don't you uh, why don't you pick first here, going into uh, uh, for the Coke 600? Um, yeah. So we're at Charlotte. Um, we touched up on it a little bit. Uh, I don't want to stray too far away from Hendrick. Uh, so I'm gonna go with Alex Bowman on this one. Alex Bowman. All right, good pick there. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to go with a Hendrick pick as well. Uh, but which one? Which one? You know what? You're going Bowen. I I have to go Kyle Larson. I think he's gonna be he's gonna be heating up again here in the summer. Yep. I mean this this could be it. This where this where it all begins. All right, Burn. Why don't you hit us with your pick for the Coca Cola Six Hundred? Thank you, boys, and also thank you to Tiny for stealing the driver. I thought I was going to be able to snag for the Coke 600. I'm going to change it up. I know that Hendrick has had a lot of success at the Coke 600, but I'm going to go with the driver who's kind of struggling to get going this year, um, and that is Martin Truex Jr. I think Martin Truex Jr. is going to have a good run at the Coke 600. All right, Byrne. Thanks for that. We'll see how that pans out. All right, that brings us to our picks for the race at the Worldwide Technologies Raceway. Tiny, why don't you start us off again? Yeah, so... um... I kind of want to go along the same lines like last year. Last year there was a Bushy McBush race, and Kyle Bush won. <laughs> uh, this is a Worldwide Technologies. I'm going to go with a team, you know, Mr. Worldwide, his team. <laughs> so I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with nice. uh, I'll go with Daniel Suarez on this one. Amigo Daniel Suarez. All right, all right, all right. Oh man, that's that's a good pick. We'll see how that pans out. They've been doing a uh, pretty solid year. Uh, strong, fin- strong performances. Um, all right, man. Worldwide. I am gonna go. Jeez. You know what? I'm I'm gonna go with Ross Chastain, his uh, teammate. Yeah, Mister Worldwide. I, I like, I like. Yeah, I like the logic going with the uh, team worldwide here. So, Ross Chastain is my pick. And we'll get picks. Uh, we'll get Burns' pick here for the race. Great logic on your picks, boys. I applaud it. For me, my logic is I want another T-shirt. Being so close to St. Louis, so my pick is going to be Alex Bowman. All right, Burn. We'll see how that pans out as well. Hopefully, your heat, your hot streak has ended here, and uh, we get us all caught up here. All right, so then we've got the road course at Sonoma. So, Tiny, why don't you hit us up with your pick? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with someone who needs uh, he needs a win to get in, I feel like. Uh, I'm going to go with Tyler Reddick. Ooh, Tyler Reddick at the road course. Okay. That's true. I think he does need, you know, he, he does need a win. He's had some strong performances. Uh, we'll see if he can show up on the road course. Uh, you know what? I am going to go with Kyle Busch at Sonoma. Yeah, he's uh, he's always it's, very it's, solid at, at he's, Sonoma. He's exactly, exactly. And and I think this is going to be the point in the season where things turn turns things around. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping he follows through. All right, Burn, hit us with your pick. Appreciate that, boys. Well, if you ain't going to take him, I will. Kyle Larson is my pick for Sonoma. 
All right, there you have it. Those are our picks for Charlotte, the Worldwide Technologies Raceway, and Sonoma. Don't forget to keep an eye on our social media pages. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing a giveaway here coming up. So, uh, once again, keep an eye on our social medias uh, and join in on the fun. Real easy. Pick, a, pick out a winner between us three who you think is going to do the best. Look forward to hearing from you. All right. As we wrap up this episode, um, uh, like we mentioned before, this is about the halfway mark uh, of the season. Um, anything that sticks out to you as far as this first half of the season, Big Day? Uh, yeah, there's there's plenty. Uh, you know, as, as we mentioned, I think, uh, you know, we, well, we mentioned with Chase Elliott finally getting his win, but uh, a couple guys to keep it definitely keep an eye out for, and and you've picked them as well, Tyler Reddick. I think we're definitely going to be uh, hearing from him, uh, especially on this uh, this half of the season. So, yeah, I think uh, we've got a lot going on to keep an eye out here for. Yeah, I think for me, uh, the more surprising thing for the first half of the season, I think that Chevy has been dominating. Uh, a lot of the races, not just Henrik, Hendrick Motorsports, but uh, uh, trackside yeah, racing, yeah. um, track house racing. I'm sorry, um, but we need. I'd I'd like to see a little bit more from Toyota, um, and guys like Kurt Busch kind of you know might jumpstart them. But uh, I'd like to see more from Kyle Busch, um, and not just the Toyotas, but uh, also the Fords. Uh, Ryan Blaney picking up that win at uh, Texas, and uh, Joey Logano picking up a win at. Um, you know, at you know what is surprising is uh, one guy we haven't really talked about or heard much of is uh, Kevin Harvick. Yeah, no, yeah, but he's still, he is still up there in the point standings, which is very, very surprising. Um, he's he's kind of he's kind of flying experience. under the radar, uh, sort of speak, but. Um, you know, he, he might pull out a win here or there. I know he didn't have one last year, did he? No, I don't. No, no I don't believe he did. Yeah, so. As I recall. But, uh, again, surprising uh, not hearing hearing from Kevin Harvick. But, uh, uh, you know, it, it's if, if you were to ask me, I guess, early on uh, of the veterans who, uh, you know, would be expecting to have in victory lane, uh, you know, Kevin Harvick definitely at the top. But, uh, you know, other veterans like, Kurt Busch here recently as well, uh, finding his way to uh, to victory lane, which is uh, not at all surprising given uh, his his uh, his championship pedigree and his his uh, you know his drive there. So uh, good to see that uh, the that half of the twenty three eleven team is also succeeding. So we'll see if uh, Bubba Wallace can uh, find his way into victory lane here in the second half too. Well, I mean that that's, that was a lot to cover for this episode, Big Tay. What what did you think? Oh, that is quite a lot. Uh, and we've, we've got a lot more, <laughs> more coming up. As I mentioned, the uh, uh, a lot of fun races coming up. Uh, and again, uh, a favorite, a new favorite of mine. We've got the Road America race coming up uh, in July. So really looking forward to that. Yeah, uh, I mean, both of us will be there. So uh, we might schedule something. We might have something where uh, where um, maybe we could meet up or. or you know, take a few pictures with 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 Big Tay and Tiny. So uh, keep an eye out on the socials again. And uh, that's right, keep an eye out for us. We'll definitely we'll definitely uh, be posting stuff on our social medias as uh, as we get closer to the Road America date. But uh, 
be looking forward to uh, meeting our race fans out there uh, at that weekend. So uh, be sure to uh, give us a shout out. And, uh, yeah, I think that uh, that should just about do it for this this episode. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah, Tony? again, uh, you could reach us on Facebook at Talking NASCAR with Burnham Big Tay. On Twitter at NASCAR Talkin' or on Instagram, uh, Talkin' NASCAR. So make sure you hit us up on all of those socials and we will see you soon. That's right. We'll catch you at the next races and uh, enjoy everyone. Talk to you later. <laughs>